0: Hey now, hey now. You're watching an all-new episode of the You Need Horror podcast. And uh, we've got Nick. <laughs> yes,
1: we've got Nick. How's Nick, it going?
0: Uh, dude, it's going good. It's going good. Uh, you want to you wanna, uh, tell the people what you did today, what you were telling me before?
1: Yeah, guys. Uh, I went to Halloween City. And by the time you guys watch this, that video will be up on my channel. So you guys have probably already seen what I got. And the crown jewel is the Michael Myers Trick or Treat Studios ornament. Can't wait to prominently display that right in the dead center of my Christmas tree. Uh, They had a lot of really cool Halloween stuff. And by that, I mean Michael Myers. I mean, their selection absolutely destroyed Spirits Halloween section. There was so much there. I got... I got a scene setter for my wall, a five foot tall Myers. They have uh, life-size cutouts there too. And they're 30 bucks. They had Freddie, they had, um, Penhead, they had Pennywise, Chucky, Michael, 30 bucks. So it was cool.
0: Nice. I don't have a, well, I have a, I have a tiny Halloween city. There's a store called Ellis and it's like this outdoorsy type store and they have, Halloween Express there, and it's literally oh, just a man. mask section. So, but I have a Party City, which is the same thing. So maybe I'll have some of that stuff there. I know they'll have the cups because I've gotten the cups from there. I got a Freddy vs. Jason cup last year and a Halloween Two cup last year from there, and they they were the same exact style as that. Is the
1: Freddy versus Jason one the one? It's just like the movie poster. Yeah. I got that one tonight, too. I got it from my brother, though. He was with me, and I, he was like, will you buy me this? It was $2. I was like, yeah, I'll buy it, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I got that one tonight, too. But, yeah, it, it was. I was surprised, man. Last time I'd been to Halloween City was probably like five years ago, and I remembered it being not very good. So I was like, I'll check this one out. It's still lacking in the decor department, but they do great with their masks, um, and they had some really cool licensed material. So I thought it was cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to go there this weekend. Um, hoping I'll get lucky with some killer Clown stuff this weekend. I'm seeing people actually posting about some of the stuff there now. I don't need much. I just want the little sidestepper and the gun. So I can put the gun in I the got- case. I want to be able to put the gun in the case with my uh, my clown, my real clown. And somehow shoehorn the little sidestepper in there. Or put him on my desk or something. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've gotten all the mugs I think I've wanted. Uh, so I don't need much else from Spirit Halloween. I've gotten a lot of the stuff I've already wanted, which has been fairly light this year, but, you know, I've gotten good stuff. So uh, they, they take care of me in the mug department, which is very important to me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything trick-or-treat I want to get. I don't know. The fleece blanket's kind of cool.
1: Um, I like the... Um, I, I, I... Really like the animatronic Sam. I don't know how realistic that is to get it, but I really like it. Um, I also really like the uh, the little Sam like uh, greeter. I like that that little dude. You know, I thought that was cool. They got a cool selection of trick or treated spirit. They really do. Like there was some really cool stuff there. Some glasses, pillows, blankets. Like there's there's some nice little trinkets there for sure.
0: The greeter that you're talking about, is it uh, the one that's, it's like, is that a new thing where he's sitting down? Yes. Yeah. I heard those are going to be hard to come by at the
1: stores. Oh, I've got my last video. I think there were three at my store. Uh, I looked at it and I was like, I want that, but I didn't get it. Um, Did they have one displayed or is it just the boxes? Pretty sure they had one displayed and they had a few next to it. I'd have to go back and comb through my video. But, yeah, there were some there. Um, and I was so tempted to pull the trigger on it. But I was like, I can't. Like, I can't. I can, but I shouldn't. Um, so, I, I didn't do it. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. By the way, I guess we should say, you know, when this drops, it's going to be October 1st. So, happy October, guys.
0: Yeah. Happy October. We us hope. Hopefully by this time I've got my killer clown stuff.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes. we
0: are recording this well in advance because, Nick, you're going to be gone for a while. You can tell the people what you got going on unless it's private.
1: No, I'll I'll be on my honeymoon, you know. Um, Been a very, very stressful last couple months. Been very hectic, crazy. Uh, I definitely need the time away. Um, So we wanted to make sure we had another episode in the can for you guys. That way, while I was gone, Christian can – drop another one and not miss a beat. And then I can come back and we can do an episode the following week. So it made sense for both of us um, to do this movie. You know, you guys had asked for it in a live chat. I think it was mentioned a couple of weeks ago on a live Q and a that we did. And like, everyone was like, yes, trick or treat, trick or treat. So I was like, let's do it, man. Let's drop it October 1st and really kind of kick off the Halloween season. I mean, it's 50 degrees here today in Ohio. It's been, I got my heat on in my house. Cause it's going to get into the forties tonight. So it's right around the corner. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for being able to knock help help do this for me and keep the uh, show running on my channel. It means a lot. Um, yeah, today's the first day of f- fall as well and it was 75 by my house. So, I mean, when I go running tonight, I can't wait. It's going to feel so good to go running tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah man, it's nice. Uh, uh, but I, I guess go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, Christian was asking if we should do a live commentary on this. And if we have more time tonight, we probably would have. Both of us are kind of, things are a little hectic right now. so. Um, but this was, it, I hope you guys enjoyed the resurrection commentary because we had a blast doing it. And it's definitely something we want to do more of. Um, oh, I had a
0: blast. I had yeah, it was,
1: a it was so time. fun, man. It was so fun. And the thumbnail alone, like I hope that thumbnail just made you guys go, dude, I got to click on that. I got to click on so, oh, yeah, I tested it with a few people
0: and I showed them the thumbnail and they were like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That that thumbnail is money. So, yeah. Yeah. Hope you guys liked it. And we'll be doing some in October. Uh, we'll be doing some probably some Unita episodes as uh, as just those kind of casual commentaries where we watch a movie for the season and we just kind of BS with each other the whole time. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not it's not by this point, you've already seen it because this episode's already come. That episode's already come out. My version of a commentary is putting a movie on and shooting the breeze. About 70-30. 70% talking about the movie, 30% just BSing. It's not just crapping on a movie the entire time. I don't like doing that. All right, guys, Trick or Treat. Just a little bit of a synopsis about the film. Trick or Treat is the 2007 American anthology horror comedy, which is what Wikipedia calls it, written directed by Michael Dougherty. And produced by Brian Singer. The film stars Dylan Baker, Rochelle a- Ates, how you say that? Anne Paquin and Brian Cox. It relates four Halloween horror stories with a common element in them. Sam, a mysterious child trick-or-treater wearing a shabby orange footy pajama with a burlap <laughs> sack over his head. The main character makes an appearance in each of the stories whenever one of the characters breaks a Halloween tradition. Uh, it's interesting to note, it's... It's uh, described as a 2007 movie, but I don't think anybody really saw the movie in 2007.
1: No, we didn't see it until 2009. And uh, I remember, I was going to say, like, right from the start, if we can, you know, kind of just remember, like, our first memories of hearing about this movie, seeing some promotional art for it, whatever it may be, marketing. I uh, remember when I saw Rob Zombie's Halloween in theaters, this trailer was attached to it. And uh, I vividly remember in the trailer, a shot of Sam crawling on the ceiling above Brian Cox, uh, the old man, the bus driver. Um, And it was from that like bit of the movie. And I remember going, that's creepy. Like, I want to see that movie. And then nothing like, you know, dead silence for a while in the movie. And I guess the problem was there, nobody would distribute it. I don't know if they didn't believe in it or what, but like it was a film festival m- movie. It did really well, and then they were like, "All right, we're going to do an October two thousand seven release," and it didn't happen. It didn't come out until it came out on home media. I want to say oh nine is when it came out, uh, yeah, and I remember though. I remember seeing it at Best Buy. I was like, "Dude, that's that movie." Did that just not hit theaters? It just didn't.
0: Yeah. So this is a, this is a little bit about that. Before that, I think. Hmm. I'm trying to remember the first time I heard about trick or treat. It had to be very subtle images or, um, I, I wonder
1: know. if you got a trailer with Rob Zombie's Halloween.
0: I honestly can't remember. Cause I did.
1: I remember it. Yeah.
0: I very well could have, but honestly, I, I dude, I couldn't tell you. I just really couldn't tell you. It's been so long. I, um, I remember the first time I bought the movie was 2010. Um, I remember going there's now these stores may be regional I don't know if you have them up there they're kind of like smaller department stores kind of overstock style they're called Freds maybe you've heard of Freds I have not they're kind of like a big lots you have a big lots Okay yeah yeah they're 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 they're, they're a they're just like a big lots basically and they have a DVD they had a DVD section and you'd be I remember I saw Friday the 13th, uh, one of the Friday the 13th collections there one time it was an overstocked item and all their movies were overstock items and I remember seeing Trick or Treat on DVD there and this was like 2010 so it was a year after the movie came out and that was the first time I I bought the movie and watched it and I from the very first time watching it I was like where has this been all my life yeah uh but I thought the movie was brand new when I got it there even though it came from Fred's but this is what it says uh on the release it says that the first public screening took place at Harry Knowles But Numbathon Film Festival in Austin, Texas on December 9th, 2007. Subsequent sc- screenings included the the Stiges, the Stiges Film Festival on October 7th, 2008, the 2008 Screenfest Horror Film Festival on October 10th, 2008, A free screening in New York sponsored by Fangoria on October 13th, 2008, and another free screening in Los Angeles, Los Angeles sponsored by Ain't It Cool News and Legendary Pictures on October 23rd, 2008. The film also screened at the 2009 San Diego Comic-Con International uh, Fantasia Festival on July 29th and 30th, 2009. The film festival Terror in the Isles 2 in Chicago on August 15th, 2009 and the After Dark Film Festival in Toronto on October 20th, 2009 at the Bloor. Uh, And then it says the home media, Warner Brothers Pictures and Legendary Pictures released the film-directed DVD and Blu-ray in North America on October 6th, 2009, in the UK on October 26th, and Australia on the 28th. Then Shout Factory released this collector's edition on October 8th, 2018, with all the extras from the previous with new content. On that Blu-ray... I recall Michael Doherty saying that you know, Warner one of the Warner executives really liked the the uh, the, the, the the script and all, and they they put a pretty hefty uh, profit into the budget. It's uh, around twelve million dollars for the budget. And when the movie was done, uh, they just kept getting cold feet on put, putting the movie out. They just didn't because it's a horror anthology, uh, especially going. You know, at even at that point, I can't recall how many horror anthologies there were. Uh they were popular in the eighties, sure. And they they some good ones in the nineties, but by two thousand six, seven, I can't recall any from that time really. So he described it as Warner Brothers, not thinking the movie was bad, but genuinely just constantly getting cold feet on putting it
1: out because they just thought that's this doesn't really fit our bill. You know? Yeah. And and that's It's funny now in retrospect to look at it 10 years later. I mean, look at us now. I mean, look at Christian right there. Look, look at his little guy right next to him. I mean, if you guys have been to a spirit this year or any year over the past 10 years, but especially this year, trick or treat is like prominently featured. Like it's become synonymous with the holiday, like, like the movie Halloween has. And, um, I think they were really shocked by that. I really do. I don't think Michael was because I think he believed in the movie. Um, And then I remember a few years ago, I think it was 2015, 2016 legendary had a panel at at some event and they announced trick or treat Two. And, uh, Michael was there and, and, uh, you know, executives from Warner brothers and legendary were there They like officially announced they were doing it. We haven't gotten word on it since, um, but I think when, they realized. When was this? Um, I want to say it was October of 15 or 16. Uh, I'm sure you could Google it and it would bring up what event it was, but I watched it. I, I remember watching it. Uh, he came out on stage and they had this backdrop and it said trick or treat too. Um, and they like officially announced it. And uh, you know, he was just talking about how he was really excited and he had had tons of ideas over the years for a follow up to it wouldn't necessarily tie in with the previous movie at all, except it was just going to be Sam with new stories. Did you find you found, it? I found some
0: information. Okay. It says Michael Doherty announced in October, 2009 that he was planning a sequel, but he later stated that there were no quotes, no active development, nor an attempt at a pitch. A sequel was announced in October, 2013, but there was a change in Legendary's management and, and Doherty continued to express interest in a sequel, but said the film would stand on its own. So, so it was I'm
1: 2013 gonna... then. Yeah. God, that it didn't seem like it was that long ago. Holy crap. Time flies. But I they want... had this whole event, man. I remember the backdrop, the screen on the stage. It said trick or treat. And it had a two right next to it. And Michael Daugherty was on the stage talking about it to a crowd. And he was like, we're doing it. And I was hyped. And then yeah. nothing.
0: No, I would love to see a part two if it's going to be like that. Um, I, you know, for the longest time, I, I I would tell myself I don't want a sequel. But if the way the way he's describing it sounds good to me, like if he's making it stand on its own and and have all new characters. And I guess it's just going to be Sam. That's yes. the same thing. Like I'm down with that. I'm totally Sam down is with
1: the that. only common link. And that's cool. Yeah. Um,
0: so we're going to kind of go piece by piece with this movie and talk about our favorite uh, segments and favorite parts of the movie. Uh, and speaking of favorite parts, you know, here's the, sm- the tiniest plot synopsis to, to kind of set the stage for us. This film takes place over the course of Halloween in the fictional town of Warren Valley, Ohio. <laughs> It is a story uh, told in a non-linear narrative with characters crossing paths with each other throughout the film. At the center of the story is Sam, a peculiar trick-or-treater dressed in pajamas and a burlap sack who appears to enforce the rules of Halloween. Now, Warren Valley, as you stated, is a fictional town based off of Warren County, right?
1: Yes, which is where I lived like my entire life.
0: And how exaggerated was the Halloween look of the town in the movie?
1: It really wasn't. And, you know, I've honestly always thought about doing a video, and I think I might this October, going to my old stomping grounds and kind of showing everybody what the area that Trick or Treat was based off of actually looks like in the fall. Because it it is very, the movie comes across as very Midwestern, you know, like it's it's suburbia, it's cold weather, it's leaves, it's Halloween decorations. Like I was pretty on par with what I was used to um the only thing was that festival i I, there was never anything like that that i can recall um i could be totally wrong i mean you know i never went to it um but i don't think it was very exaggerated i really don't i'm so jealous dude louisiana we ain't
0: got well not where i live i mean in new orleans we had house of shock which was like a haunted house like a haunted attraction and it was brutal and well I'm, you know, I'm sure you've
1: seen foys you've heard about foys and piz owl did a video there that's 20 minutes from my house so right. i'll be I've, I've been there multiple times i'll actually be doing a video this october at foys as well so you need to
0: hit piz all up if he goes there again you get i, I
1: messaged him about it and he was like that'd be cool man like and i was like you know that something that seriously i think would be really cool to be like oh hey you're at foys i'm at foys what you know yeah. what are the chances but yeah, Foy's is awesome. And he hasn't been in there in October. So he doesn't really know how all out that town goes. But I, this is relevant because Foy's and that little town, it is like eerily reminiscent of Trick or Treat in October. Like you walk on in on that street, on those streets, and it, they do a festival in the street the week of Halloween. Like it's crazy. Wow. That sounds great.
0: Yeah, man, I can't. I don't have nothing like that.
1: Well, they got. They also have a Freddy's Revenge pinball machine in there that I think I've told you about. Um, I don't.
0: I know it. Got. It's made by Gottlieb.
1: I don't know if it's for sale. I think it is, but it's got to be quite a bit of money. The thing looks so cool.
0: Yeah. Well, they they go for a pretty penny. I've tried to. I've tried. My uncle has a pinball machine. He has the uh, the original Kiss pinball machine from I think eighty one oh. or two, yep. and he had it restored. There's a place in Mandeville, down south, that does repairs and stuff and he uh brought he took me there one time. We had to drop off his kiss pinball machine and I went in there and he had the guy had a number of them for sale and he had the Freddy one. I my jaw hit the floor. Yeah. Um I wanted it so bad. And I think he was asking like three grand for it. Because so, it was it was it was from ninety four, I think, and it was in perfect working condition. Everything was original on it and it was in I would say seven out of ten shape. So it was in really good shape and you know, those things ain't cheap. <laughs> No. they aren't they're not cheap I, I I wanted to see if I could just buy the marquee, which is basically the the front art piece that you yep. can pull off and he wouldn't sell it sell me the marquee like, <laughs> and I would cut the value of this thing I can't oh yeah say that.
1: but yeah so it it wasn't exaggerated at all guys if you've ever been to Warren County Ohio or really anywhere just in like southern Ohio you know in the fall it's it's just like that mm-hmm
0: All right, so let's get into it. The opening of the film. In the opening scene, Emma and her Halloween-loving husband Henry return home after a celebratory night. Emma blows out their jack-o'-lantern before midnight, which Henry advises against tradition. While Henry takes a rest in the house, Emma begins tearing down the front lawn decorations when she is suddenly ambushed and murdered by an unseen assailant. Henry later discovers her mutilated corpse on display with the decorations. Opening scene is, is one of my favorites in the entire movie.
1: Just oozes atmosphere, oozes it. I mean, from the very beginning. But I will say, what person takes down their decorations on Halloween night? Somebody that hates Halloween. That's it. Sat- yeah, it's sacrilegious. That's why she died.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. why she died. Uh, I loved. I loved uh, the look of the town too. I mean, uh, it, it, I mean, it rivals. This one rivals, you know, Halloween 6 for like how much it feels like Halloween. It may even be a little bit more. I mean, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think it's
1: the most Halloween, the most atmospheric Halloween movie I think I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy how, how, how atmosphere is. And I love the look when the, when the boyfriend comes down, he's, I think he put his porno VHS and TV and, uh, he she he comes outside and the look of her with her mouth all stretched out with the lollipop. Uh loved
1: it. Loved and you get it. that great comic book intro after that. I love that comic book intro.
0: Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, the intro is great. Love it. Love it. Love the score too. Really cool little some cool music. Bum, bump, 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 bum, 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 mm-hmm. bum. You know, uh it sticks in your head after you hear it. Um
1: I yeah, oh, yeah
0: so good i got i think i can't remember if it was death waltz or waxwork but i have trick-or-treat on vinyl and the vinyl looks like the uh the lollipop oh yeah. man yeah it's cool that's really cool i bought it years ago too um but then we get to the next part which is probably my second favorite part the beginning of this movie i love so much but i love a lot of it charlie and overweight vandal who is uh Thurman Merman from Bad uh, Santa, uh, yeah. one of my favorite, one of my favorite comedies. Very, very well could be top five of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah, Thurman Merman. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love that movie so much. Uh, Thurman Merman, I, excuse me, Charlie. <laughs> Screw it, we'll call him Thurman Merman. Thurman Merman, an overweight vandal who smashes jack o' lanterns is caught stealing candy from an unattended bowl left by his school principal, Stephen Wilkins. Charlie begins to project vomit. I'm gonna call him Charlie, no more Thurman. And Wilkins reveals that he laced the candy with poison. While attempting to cover up Charlie's death, he ends up handing out more laced candy to trick or treaters, including Sam. Wilkins works burying bodies. Wil Wilkins work burying bodies in his backyard is continually interrupted by his young, annoying as shit son Billy. I added that son. It's not Wikipedia. And his elderly neighbor, Mister Krieg. An angry recluse who lives next door. When Wilkins returns indoors, something can be seen attacking Krieg through the window. Wilkins' son jumps out and scares him. Wilkins tells Billy it's time to carve the jack-o'-lantern and guides him downstairs. <laughs> Hiding a knife behind his back, Wilkins appears to stab Billy, but Billy is shown to be okay and it is revealed that the knife was plunged into Charlie's severed head, the jack-o'-lantern that they are about to carve. So that's that's a great segment too. Um, I love and hate seeing Thurman Merman knock over the jack-o'-lanterns. Cause that is like painful. Cause I think jack-o'-lanterns are beautiful. Yes. Works of art, you know? And he's just dude, one by one, just knocking them all over.
1: Yeah. This, that scene also, that whole segment gives us some of the best lines in the movie, in my opinion. Like I love to, like the reaction back and forth, the interaction, uh brian Cox, or not brian cox yeah that is brian cox isn't it no brian cox is mr creek um yeah brian cox is mr creek uh dylan
0: dylan baker is principal stephen yes, wilkins dylan baker
1: so dylan baker is one of the best parts about this movie like i love when you know he's talking to his kid and his kid's like charlie brown's an asshole and he's like billy wilkins and then like when he's talking to mr creek and that whole dialogue i'm like is that what that smell is? Stinks like a dead war out here. He's like, <laughs> happy Halloween. Screw you. Like, yeah. I just, <laughs> it's yeah, awesome.
0: It's, I love that. I love that whole segment. Uh, and, oh, the CGI throw up that uh, Thurman Merman does is disgusting. And it's yes. like, wait, I would say it's too long, but that would, I, I don't think that's really the case. I think it was by design to do that because of the comic book, you know, anthology oh, yeah. feel. But, dude, he was, dude he looked like a water fountain
1: he was hacking man and it's it's weird because like outside when he starts it almost looks brown like it's chocolate and then when you see him carrying him inside it's like blood it's blood. red so i don't know if it was just because of the lighting or what it was but at first yeah and i also just love how like how much of a dick he is about it he's like you okay you need a root beer and he's like laughing about it and i'm just like what the hell
0: yeah there just this is totally off topic but when you said talking about the blood and chocolate that reminded me I think there was a movie called Blood and Chocolate. <laughs> and it was some kind of vampire movie. Anyway. Uh great segment. I love it. Uh but then we're going to move on to uh the Halloween. Oh, you know, the segments are kind of laid out in this you know uh, to try to individualize it, but I know that before we get to the school bus, we see um uh, the girls go to the costume store, which is absolutely packed. Yes, in the movie, I mean, dude, there were so many people in that damn store, and there was that funny segment where uh, the girls are trying to change in the dressing room, and little, there's a little young pervy kid staring <laughs> in there, and the mom catches them, and the mom's yelling at the girls like because they're talking, they're 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 being you know young adolescent girls back there, but, like, why is she not getting on her kid who's peeping, yeah. you know, peeping Tom?
1: Yo, there, there are children out here, ladies. Um, Yeah, and your child happened to be trying to peep on us. Like, who's the bad guy here? I don't know. By the way, I just want to say, guys, that is very realistic for how packed that store was. Go to a Spirit Halloween the Saturday before Halloween or Halloween evening right before Trick or Treat starts. Place is insane. So, people getting last minute costumes because you know us we all love to wait until the last minute but mm.
0: uh so here we go let me, let me read this thing right here the halloween school bus massacre a group of trick-or-treaters macy sarah chip and schrader meet Rhonda, a halloween fanatic said to be a savant the group travels to a local flooded quarry where macy recalls the urban legend of this this is my favorite segment the urban legend of the Halloween school bus massacre, which claimed the lives of eight children with disabilities in a school bus on Halloween. The driver who had been paid by the worn out parents to dispose of them. This is so fucked up. Sent the bus over the quarry edge with the children (laughs) shackled inside. The children perished and the driver was never heard from again. Macy announces they will leave eight lanterns by the lake as tribute to the dead children. The group then possess as the undead kids to prank a terrified Rhonda. Rhonda stays as the, at the elevator, while the group cleans up their props, Macy ends up kicking one of the lanterns into the quarry, causing the real zombie children to appear. The group flees to the elevator, begging Rhonda to let them in. Rhonda, however, takes the elevator up without them and quietly walks home as she overhears a screaming group being torn apart and eaten. She briefly encounters Sam while leaving, and the two I love the way this is worded and the two exchange a respectful glance. Yes. Uh, I love the uh the old school vibes of the school bus. Um my wife is constantly whispering this to me she she'll say wrong way. Oh my god,
1: yeah. Wrong way. Wrong way. Wrong way. <laughs>
0: I move. love the look. They uh they they put out I think I might have shown you this. I bought a coffee mug. Uh it's like a, it's a travel mug, uh thermal
1: yeah. and, and it's got put- all the kids in front of the school bus, yep. I saw
0: that the first time with Spirit and my wife goes Christian, look at this and I went, oh, "Mine." Yep. Yeah. That's mine. That's fine. But I love the look of the kids in this, uh, the vampire mask that the wrong way kid has on just a great looking scene. Um, Very, very folklorish about, you know, I just love the tale of the worn out parents paying the bus driver to kill the kids. That's brutal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I will say too, I always felt, I really always felt bad for Rhonda. Like every time I watch it, they're so mean to her. And it's just like, I guess a lot of us horror fans can identify with her because, like, a lot of people in the you know that aren't in the our inner circle probably do think we're weird. Um, You know, she just loves the holiday, man. Like, she's all about it, and they're just really mean to her. So when she's going up in that elevator, not at one point was I ever like, oh no, save him. I was like, yeah, dude, screw you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm going him. Like,
0: yeah, but that's that's probably my favorite part of the movie. I mean, I love the opening and then I love seeing the principal with his annoying ass
1: kid. Can we talk her- about that shot, those shots when in the flashback when they're on the bus, how just the, it's just orange. It's it's amazing.
0: Oh like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite. That, that's literally uh, my favorite part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Talk about atmosphere. I mean, the the first shot and they show you in the flashback when the bus is coming up to the stop sign and the camera's panning down to the street, and it's just like it looks like they saturated the shit out of that with just orange. Yeah, Like, looks amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's great, man. It's great. That's my favorite segment without question. Uh, and then we get to the next era, if you will. The surprise party. Lori, a self-conscious young woman, arrives in town with her sister, Danielle. And her friends, Maria and Jeanette, they pick up dates, save Lori, who wants her first time to be special uh, and declines their invitation for a get together to enjoy to enjoy the town festival instead. Lori encounters a hooded serial killer dressed as a vampire who attacks her at a bonfire. Lori's friend witnessed the man now severely injured falling out of a tree and unmasked him, revealing to be Principal Wilkins which which did surprise the hell out of me the first time I watched it. Yeah, same. Laurie appears having decided to join them for this occasion, and the girls transform into werewolves, devouring Wilkins in their deceased date. Sam witnesses the feast. Being a lover of the werewolf, uh, I was happy about this because they destroyed the vampire. I'm a werewolf mark. You know, I love the howling and American werewolf and all that. So I loved that just from the aspect of that. The werewolves were the dominant type, and I love that they trick you into thinking, You know, it's all about sex, but no, they're talking about turning into a wolf and uh, the Sweet Dreams Manson
1: song. Yeah, perfect placement. And let's also talk about those practical effects. Those transformations into werewolves is amazing. Amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would say it's pretty underrated in terms of transformation scenes in in, in horror. Uh, Naturally, it doesn't get talked about, not because I don't think people don't appreciate it, but it's in an anthology movie and there's a lot of stuff going on, but certainly certainly is great uh the the werewolf parts of this uh the werewolf section in in trick or treat um very i love the bonfire just very again the aesthetic is through the roof uh no expense was spared it seemed to make this film feel just immensely not only does it feel like halloween it feels like halloween at like 10 o'clock at night you know it's like right in the the red zone the core of of, uh Halloween but I was shocked when I found out that principal Wilkins was the vampire I don't know why like that didn't when he had the the Batman looking thing over his face <laughs> that just did not look like him to me you know yeah I don't know uh
1: it's I know I totally agree and I you know one thing that the synopsis didn't cover was the um the scene that well I want to say really quick at the bonfire the scene where they're all eating and Sam is sitting there watching the shot you get of Sam sitting on the the tree stump with uh, the moon behind him is a gorgeous shot. I've always loved that shot. And then you get the howls. Oh, um, and But the scene before that, when Principal Wilkins literally kills that woman. And since everyone's dressed up and everyone's drunk, he just sets her dead body along like the the sidewalk and no one thinks anything of it. And I always thought that was so creepy because I'm like, dude, you probably could get away with that in that yeah. environment.
0: Oh yeah, especially how packed everything was in that yeah. town and everything, dude. Oh man. That's great stuff. Uh as we move along in the movie, we get to the uh Sam era of the film or the Sam portion. And um I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, Sam is the coolest character. Sam, of course, his name is short for uh Sawin or Sam Hain. Uh Which makes total sense, you know? I don't know why I didn't realize that the first time I watched it, but then, like, I read it somewhere. I was like, the character Sam's name is short for Sam Hain, which means Halloween. I was like, oh, of course. Like, you know? What the hell? Uh, Krieg, Wilkins' Halloween-hating neighbor, scares away trick-or-treaters at his door to steal their candy. As the night proceeds, Krieg begins to encounter escalating phenomena. Someone eggs his window, his lawn is inexplic- inexplicably filled with jack o' lanterns, which I love that. Yes. And his hallways and ceiling are painted with bloody Halloween greetings. Krieg is suddenly ambushed by Sam, and a lengthy brawl ensues, during which Sam loses his mask and revealed to be a demonic looking pumpkin headed child. Sam's supernatural abilities cause him to continually have the upper hand, and he eventually moves in to deliver the killing blow to Krieg. However, Sam winds up stabbing a chocolate bar that had landed in Krieg's lap by mistake, which he takes and eats. This makes Krieg complete the tradition of handing out candy on Halloween. Satisfied, Sam spares a confused Krieg and gives him one last glance of warning before leaving. Photographs in the fireplace reveal Krieg to be the bus driver that killed the eight children. Wow. Wow. So well tied together. Um, first thing I'll say is one of the uh, only times, one of the, excuse me, one of the few times I wouldn't say only, but one of the few times I could think of, uh, you know, Jason in part two, I really like the look when they pulled the bag off of his head. Uh, Jason part seven as another example, but trick or treat may be the best example of what's underneath is just as cool as what was, you know, above. Like the the, the Sam face, the the demonic pumpkin look. Man, I loved it. I, I, whenever I find merch that is the face, I love to get that. As a matter of fact, a lot of people who buy that animatronic from Spirit pull they, they pull the bag off because Sam's head yeah. is so cool looking. You know yeah. My, my little, my little uh Mezco Mega Scale. I, I, I had to pull the mask off of him because I love the, the look of him.
1: Yeah. It- that's really it was really impressive. And I remember when I first saw it, I legitimately when I was telling my buddy Tommy about the movie, and I brought it over to their house once when I was a teenager watching, I was like, dude, you're not ready for this. You are not ready for this max to come off. Like you have no idea what you're looking at. And uh I also think it's really cool that like every time he is shot or injured, pumpkin seeds and guts and everything come out. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Look at that ugly little
0: but yeah, the, the, the pumpkin face is just as cool, if not cooler. So this is the Mezco Megascale, if anybody's interested in this. I think he's still available. He came out about four years ago. But uh, yeah, Little Sam is, is way too cool. Um, and the Krieg story was great. I remember when you find out that he was the bus driver. I mean, I was just like, oh, brilliant. And that's yeah. why he's so bitter. He doesn't want to be reminded of Halloween. He doesn't like. He's he knows what he did. I just love that. Um, this is as close to a perfect Halloween movie as possible. I I really can understand why Warner Brothers got cold feet. I mean, in ret- in retrospect, because the movie's great, but like you think about releasing that, it's at the time, dude, it was all about your Batman movies were coming out and it was all big horror remakes at the time. So I think they just were like, where do we, how is this, how does this fit into our, our portfolio right now? And I just don't think it did. So that's why they inevitably just ate the cost more or less and just put it out on, which I'm sure they got their They recouped oh, yeah. that money
1: on DVD sales by now. It's so not just, yeah, and now merch and, and all that stuff. They've probably, oh they made
0: a fortune on licensing <sighs> yeah. fortune.
1: Yep. I mean, a a sequel, I mean, I'm sure it's already paid for four more sequels, if we're being totally honest. Like it's it is it's it's a movie that I think like for me personally, it's a staple. Um, And it was from the very first time I saw it. Uh, I just I just love this movie so much. And I'm so glad that we got to see it eventually because I was worried after I don't see anything after 2007. Like, is that movie never going to come out? Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, from the first go around, I knew this movie was the real deal.
0: And, and, you know, I'm thinking about it now. It's like Warner brothers and legendary pictures. There's no doubt in my mind that if, if, if there's no doubt in my mind that they know that the time is probably right to, to do a sequel because of all the licensing that they've gotten from spirit and everything. And I'm sure that they've taken notice at the sales of everything, They have to. You'd have to be living under six rocks to not know that there's a massive fan base for for this movie right now. I mean, it it just it. That's insane. Yeah, it just seems like now's the time.
1: Yeah, and and I think too that uh, Michael has like as a director has really put his his cemented himself. I guess is he's a guy that works really well with monsters um first is sam then he tackled uh krampus and um then he tackled um godzilla king of the monsters
0: yeah and and uh, that's crazy to think about that he did king of the monsters i forget yeah which is a fantastic movie yeah the last part about the movie right here, it says the conclusion later. Creek begins giving out candy to children before gazing at the neighborhood. He witnessed Rhonda casually pulling her pumpkin cart along. He sees Billy handing out treats to other kids while wearing a costume resembling his father's outfit. He observes Lori, her sister coincidence there and her friends driving along yeah. the road while having a good time. He catches sight of Sam watching Emma and Henry returning home with him going to exact punishment when Emma, uh, when Emma blows out the jack-o'-lantern, he returns inside only to receive a knock at the door. Krieg opens it, revealing the resurrected children waiting for him. The final shots of the film show Krieg being dismembered; the children having gotten their vengeance. Uh, just like very of a dark a dark folk tale. The way the way the uh with the children tying in, man, I just love that.
1: Yeah, I also thought from the very first time I saw it, it was really cool how we didn't know when we were first watching it that that was the end and how every single story is going to intersect there right at the end. Like unsuspectingly, you know, you're like, Holy crap. What we saw at the very beginning of the movie is like the last shot of the movie. And it's also, it was kind of a bummer to see him die. I mean, he deserved it after what he did to the kids, but you know, he had kind of turned a new leaf and you were like, okay, this guy appreciates the holiday. Now he's, he's a nice guy now. And it's like, well, yeah, but he did kill a like kid. So, yeah, if it was seven kids,
0: he might have, you know. Yeah, they might have let
1: it slide, but eight, nope. Oh, man.
0: Uh, so let's see some of the aftermath of uh, Trick or Treat. Uh, the reception. It says that on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the film hold, holds an approval rating of 83% based on 29 reviews with an average rating of 7.5 out of 10. Sites critical consensus reads a deftly crafted tribute to Halloween resident legends. Trick or treat. hits all the John remarks with gusto and old fashioned suspense. Dread central gives it a five out of five, uh, ranks alongside John Carpenter's Halloween as traditional October viewing. And I can't imagine a single horror fan that wouldn't fall head over heels in love with it. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think I know anybody that doesn't love trick or treat. I don't think I know
1: anybody that doesn't love trick or treat. I haven't showed it to a single person that didn't like it. I even showed it to my mom years ago and she is like all old school, you know. She doesn't like many modern horror movies and she was like, that was good. I'm like, yeah, man. Mm. It speaks the language.
0: Uh, it says that Trick or Treat was filmed on location in Vancouver, British Columbia. Originally slated for October 5th. Oh, we, already t- we already talked about the release, but uh, so it wasn't actually filmed in Ohio. That's a bummer. Or was, I don't know if there, if there were other play, it just says, I guess if it means filmed on location in Vancouver, British Columbia, I'm assuming that's where the whole movie was shot then.
1: Yep. And, uh, I, I could be wrong, but I believe there, I did see an interview at one time at one time with the director, Michael uh, Doherty. And he said it was, the whole thing was filmed in, in BC. So, uh, And I think it was it was actually not a very long shoot either. Very reminiscent of the original Halloween. I don't think it's really cool to see how similar these movies are in the sense that they've both become staples in October. They've both become synonymous with the holiday. They both had a delayed, um, you know, love fest for them. Like they first come out and people, you know, whatever. And then as time has gone on, it just gets more and more and more popular. Um, and it, they were both quick shoots, you know, it's there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah,
0: it, it's uh, it's it is crazy to see how the film just is constantly growing with and It's it, it's only organic. I mean, you don't you, you can't say that Spirit Halloween's merchandise made it more popular than it already. Is. I do feel we're at a fever. We're at a fever pitch for the movie. But I mean, with it, when you when you go to watch a movie during Halloween time, naturally this movie is just gonna it's gonna from the title alone it, it sets itself up to be like hey you need to watch me trick or treat which yeah. i'm assuming the reason it's all the i i would assume that they wanted to call the movie trick or treat but because there was already an 80s movie called that that's why they called it trick trick or treat uh it doesn't bother me but i wonder i want michael doherty never talked about that but um it works well you know i don't care yeah but. It's uh, a movie that, yeah, dude, it is like it is very similar to Halloween in terms of how it's just, dude, it's like a germ that just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and uh, all we do is keep feeding it.
1: Well, like you said, I mean, I think they'd have to be idiotic to not see that right now is the time to strike if you were going to make another one. Like, right, there is no better time than right now to come out October 1st and say, this, you know, this fall we are beginning production on a sequel to trick or treat that'll be released in October of 2022. Like there, there's no better time than now. Um, Now I know uh, you know, the director has, he's definitely started to make a name for himself and he's definitely a busier guy now, but he has talked about ad nauseum trick or treat is a movie. He will always be down to go back and, and revisit and expand upon that lore. Like that's his child, so to speak. Um, I don't know if you ever read, did you read the comic trick or treat days of the dead?
0: I never read the comic. I was, I saw that on Wikipedia, but I didn't talk about it.
1: Yeah. It's uh, I'm, I'm looking at it on my shelf right now. I have read it in, uh, at the time, this was before they even like really talked about an idea for a, a feature length sequel. Um, it's the unofficial sequel to the film. Um, but you know, now that that's been out, and it's, it was written by him as well. And but now that that's been out, he has been on record as saying, "No, if we do a second one, I'm not going to just make Days of the Dead, you know, feature length. I would do something different." That was just basically put out to be, um, what would you say, the, the to bridge the gap, yeah. basically, and because um, he was hoping Legendary one day would allow him to do a sequel, so he was like, "Let me do this to bridge the gap," and then here we are. Shit. I mean, if technically 07 was when it was first released, we're almost 15 years ago
0: and still nothing. I just, I mean, what do you, before we, we we, we wind down on this, what do you think it is why they haven't done one? I really, I really scratch my head.
1: I think, I think it's, I, I think there's a lot of reasons, but personally, I think the biggest reasons are one, it's still the same questions you had with the first movie. Yes, there is a cult following and yes, there are a lot of fans of it. But is it a movie that you can really market to a casual audience? Especially if it's technically being billed as a sequel because a lot of casual horror va- fans might be like, two, I've never seen one. Um, so I think the marketability of it Although I don't agree with it, I can see from their standpoint why they might be like, well, we could be a little hamstrung by the marketing because it's a very niche group that you're tapping into. I mean, you're literally tapping into people that just love the holiday Halloween. There's a lot of us, but so there's that. And then it's probably also partly to do with, um, you know, Michael Doherty and what he's gone on to do and scheduling might be an issue. Um, but I know story's not an issue because he has said I've got I've I believe he's on record as saying that he has like a notebook of just a bunch of anthology ideas that would involve Sam. Mm. So I know story's not an issue. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I, I I think you're probably right. I think there's I think it's exactly the same thing as the hesitancy to release it theatrically worldwide is just cold feet. And wondering, is there really enough people out there that would support? I don't think theatrically would be the way to go. I would think uh, streaming would be the way to probably do it if they can secure some kind of deal with a network. Um, granted, I would love to be able to go see Trick or Treat Two in the theaters, but it'd be inter- it'd be it'd, it I don't see that being the 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 route they would want to take it. Uh, I would I would think you know. Physical put out a Blu-ray for it, and phys- and to go to a streaming site would make sense, and have a decent little budget for it, um, and let Michael do it. Cast who he wants to cast. Uh, I, I think it. I think it'd be silly to think it wouldn't be a profitable venture, but I can understand why they may not want to put money into something that they they don't want to release theatrically. It's hard to say, man. I just I can only speculate, but I think it could be the a lot of the same reasons.
1: Uh, yes, I do think that that is the probably the biggest hurdle. And look, I mean, I think that you could put this movie out with a fifteen million dollar budget and make it, it, if you did it, you know, like theatrically released. I think you could make that back for sure. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's it's sad. It's sad to think about.
0: Yeah. Who, who knows? Maybe one day we'll be able to look back at this podcast and be like. Hey, you know, we thought they weren't going to do it and they'll do it. I, I guarantee it'll come out of nowhere when they finally announce it again. So, yeah, you know, we can we can hope. Uh, but the trick or treat is a staple. It's a classic. Uh, not a very long show, but, you know, not everything needs to be two hours. So uh, just, you know, I yeah, late, lately
1: our episodes have been, you know, we, we've definitely gone longer yeah. recently, but we have a few episodes that are only about an hour long. You know, it's just yeah. depending on the topic. It's an 80 minute movie. You know, we could talk all day about every little minute detail we love about it. But, you know, but
0: yeah, trick or treat, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the show going over the film. Please let us know your thoughts. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, so you can see the video or if you're Spotify us or what, any streaming service that you use, hopefully by by this point. We'll start hitting the rest of them I, I can't really tell you how quick we'll be on iTunes and all that it's, it's not really up to me it's just when it gets approved and all that but we are Spotify the shows come out the same day as the YouTube so you can you can pick your poison that way but uh, we love you guys happy October 1st um, we'll be back should be back next week and yes, I'm sure we'll have I'm some back
1: October 4th so we can film like we normally would you know middle of that week and then drop it October 8th or whatever. you know. There we go.
0: Yeah, we'll be back then. And I'm sure we'll have some great horror stuff by that point. We'll, be, I'm sure you'll be seeing us showing off the Halloween 4Ks and 4Ks, all that. So yes. Be ready. Ho- October will be fun. But we love you guys. Thank you for listening to the You Need a Horror podcast. And happy October. This has been a production of the You Need a Horror podcast. You need it. We got it. Thank you for listening.